This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlantis, The Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 in studio again today. So you can uh, click and watch the show as we stream at 680thefan.com. You'll notice I've got the big chain on today. Shades on in the club. Yeah, the chain on in the club. Trying to improve the street cred. And you can also listen anytime and crystal clear on the Fan Mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Beaver Toyota and Coming. And if you miss the show between 10 and 11, it's a great thing about the fan app. You can listen anytime. The three-man gang this morning has left the building from the locker room show. Those boys get up early in the morning time. And it looked a little odd with only three of those guys in here. Normally there's 11, or it seems. Finneran looking a little bit weary today. That trip wore him out down to Jamaica. Home team's in great shape, though, isn't he? What the revelation? Apparently home team with a, just a slightly nicer room than everybody else on the trip. That came out today. We got to improve uh, home team's. He's got a necklace on, one of those little thin gold chains. I mean, he's got to go like I mean, He's got to go big and thick like me. Hey, now. Come on. And Joe Ham, he's ready to get the weekend started. Join those boys every morning here on The Fan. Good lead in for me. As we take you 10 to 11 here on The Fan, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Bill Belichick to the Falcons. What? <laughs> this could actually happen. Twelve days ago, I did not believe this was possible. In fact, DT, I believe I gave it a 0% chance of happening. Do you recall that? Uh, yeah, you didn't sound uh, overly optimistic about the the. Well, the I believe prospects. there was going to be some competition. That was the thing. I mean, this is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. You mean, yeah, you mean from other teams, right? Yeah, I yeah. thought there would be other organizations in the mix for Belichick's services. Personally, I had my eyes on the Cowboys. I thought that was, I thought that was going to happen. As it stands right now, uh, reportedly the Falcons are the only team that wants Bill Belichick. I'm stunned by that revelation. Falcons may get him because, get this, nobody else wants him. Imagine that. Coach Belichick going to sit down with Rich McKay and Terry Fontenot this weekend for a second interview with the Falcons. 
They will discuss the roster, his coaching staff desires, and the quarterback situation. We'll talk about that in depth coming up in a moment. And by early next week, Belichick could be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Put your arms around that, folks. Must admit, I never thought in a million years we would see Don Shula's all-time win record broken by the Falcons' head coach. The magic number on that's 15. So that would happen uh, year number two on the job. Mr. Blank told Belichick on a super yacht that he would pay him big money and give him the authority to make big decisions. Now, I wasn't on the, the super yacht. Don't know if anybody else was. I'm sure there was some help, some staff, and I'm sure they were eavesdropping. But I'm not sure they heard that. I'm, I'm assuming that Mr. Blank talked about the money, the contract, and talked about the authority, the power to make some of these decisions. And unless one of these other teams searching for a head coach jumps in quick, the Falcons will be Belichick's only option. And again, I'm stunned by that. Are you surprised by that, guys? Uh, if you had told me a while back that yeah, we would be on the doorstep of hiring Bill Belichick to coach the Falcons, I would be pretty stunned. Yeah. What about you, Road Dog? Stunned by this? He's working away right now. But yes, I can tell he's stunned as well. Butts Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. For your HVAC repair, contact locally on Daco Systems at DacoSystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, let's dive into this Falcons next move at quarterback. And uh, let's assume Belichick, the deal with Belichick, gets done. I'm just guessing that Belichick is not a guy that wants to go into the draft and take one of these wet-behind-the-ears rookies to plug and play one of these young dudes. Now, Bo Nix is about 30, so he might qualify. Not sure about that. Falcons have a lot of choices to make as far as the quarterback thing goes, and I'm sure that... McKay and Fontenot and Belichick are going to be talking about this at length during their interview this weekend. Yeah, the, the first move, Falcons sitting at number eight in the first round of the draft. Pick number eight. We've talked with Mort about this. Mort believes to get one of these top three guys, you got Caleb Williams looking like the first pick. With the Bears, you've got Washington at two, Drake May, highly thought of. Most everyone thinking those two guys will go one and two. Got the Patriots at three. Don't they need a quarterback? Sure looks like it to me. And then you got a Heisman Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels out of LSU, that I am... You know, if there was one guy that I would love to see the Falcons be able to get their hands on... It's Jaden Daniels. 
that's the guy I would be targeting to be the next Falcons quarterback. And look, Caleb Williams is awesome. Uh, Drake May is really, really impressive. In fact, he looks like a young Tom Brady. His skill set is similar. Jaden Daniels is a guy that would turn this town upside down here in Atlanta. I mean, it'd be the second coming of Mike Vick, the right-handed electric skill set. Jaden Daniels stepping in for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Moore believes Falcons would have to move up from eight into the top five, maybe move up to three to make this happen. So that would be costly. Probably have to give up two first-round picks to make Jaden Daniels an Atlanta Falcon. But I love the skill set, man. He'd be fun to watch. This town would be on fire with Jaden Daniels as the quarterback. And he has improved so much since he came over from Arizona State to LSU. Uh, Really has evolved as a pocket passer, which you really need to be in the National Football League. And then he brings that ability to get outside the pocket, run away from people, make things happen with his legs. A true dual-threat skilled quarterback. Now, he's, he's thin as a blade of grass. But I still love him. Love to see the Falcons move up in the draft and get Jaden Daniels. They could stay at number eight. And right there, you would have a choice of... Three guys, uh, I believe you got Bo Nix, who, as I mentioned, has got plenty of experience. He's about 30 years old already. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., who some people are really high on. Others are not high at all on Penix. And you got J.J. McCarthy that's getting a little bit of love as far as being a first-round pick in the draft. Penix, uh, you got the Vikings, Raiders looking for a quarterback, Broncos looking for a quarterback. So somewhere 11 to 12, Penix and Knicks probably would slide into that area of the draft. Uh, maybe Bill Belichick, you know, loves Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. I'm not sure about that. But Falcons could stay at eight and draft one of those dudes. So that is the second option. Third option is the Falcons do a trade with the Chicago Bears who want to get rid of Justin Fields. So Falcons could give up that eighth pick of the first round and take Justin Fields off the Bears' hands. Sure, there might be a little uh, competition out there for Fields. Maybe the Raiders. I could see the Steelers or maybe the Saints or... Even the Vikings being interested in Fields, who really upped his play at the end of the season. He might be able to get Fields for a second-round draft pick, maybe a couple of number twos. Throw in a day three pick, you might be able to walk away with Justin Fields, and it'd be a cheap option, too. If he heading into his fourth year, so you're not paying a ton of money. Be able to figure out if you want to pick up that final year option on the contract. So there's option number three. Do a trade with the Bears, get Justin Fields in here. Or you could hit the free agent market. As I mentioned, I'm sure Belichick would be more comfortable with a veteran quarterback. So who's available? Well, look, Kirk Cousin is available. 
35-year-old guy coming off a torn Achilles that is used to making a chunk of change, man. I mean, you're talking about having to pay this guy 25 to $30 million a year minimum to come in and be your quarterback. And I'm sure he would love it, the op opportunity to play for Coach Belichick. Cousin's wife is from Alpharetta. She went to Georgia. So that might be something Belichick is talking to McKay and Fontenot about this weekend. DT, would you love that option? Get Cousins in here? Uh, love is a very strong word. Would you like it? You like you that? rather go in the draft? Um, sorry, you just made me think of Kirk's uh, catchphrase. You like that? Uh, I... You know, ideally, you've, I'm I'm am with you on the Jaden Daniels. Uh, ideally, if I could pick the next quarterback for the for the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. it would be Jaden Daniels. Or you could trade for Russell Wilson. Now you're talking. I'm not about, into that. You're talking about a 36, 37 year old dude. How do you? You're going to be paying around forty million dollars a year. I mean, come on, man. The talk of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has already started as well. Yeah, I, I'm not so underwhelming. Uh, high on that one either, underwhelming so. would be a. Yeah, let me add that to the list. Garoppolo number six. <laughs> sure, there you go. Garoppolo. But it uh, seems it seems I think most of us agree, and whenever we all seem to agree, it's Garoppolo's not right. Averages grits. But if we if we get the the veteran head coach like a Bill Belichick, it seems that most of most people agree that you're going to want to get the the veteran quarterback. Get yeah. after it right now. Well, I tell you, the number one choice for me, you move up, you get Jaden Daniels in here. That'd be the number one pick for me. Coming up next, we're going to dive into the NFL weekend. Best weekend of the season in the NFL. We'll uh, break down some of these ball games. Plus, big reason to be excited about the Georgia Bulldog football season coming up later this year. I'll tell you why. It's the Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Yeah, I'd love to see Jaden Daniels in a Falcons uniform. Jimmy Garoppolo, not so much. That doesn't excite anybody, I don't believe. Good grief, man. Are you kidding? I want a total reset with the Falcons quarterback thing, though. Those two guys we saw this past year. Gone. I think I'd just be moving on. I mean, you got Ritter. He couldn't play dead in a Western. And then the other guy, probably best he moves on, finds him a backup job somewhere. Just a total reset at quarterback. That's what I'm thinking, man. And I'll tell you what, I am looking forward to these games. In fact, every year I'm convinced that this divisional round 
of the NFL playoffs is the best every year. Get four games, eight teams, and they're the eight teams remaining, the eight best teams in the National Football League. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Doesn't get any better than this, brother. We'll get it started coming up tomorrow late afternoon. Texans and Ravens. I'm going to pick these games a little later in the show. We're going to talk about them right now. So you got the Texans. Everybody high on the Texans, right? Coming off that blowout win over the Cleveland Browns. I wasn't so impressed. I mean, the Browns, they didn't even have Nick Chubb back there carrying the ball. So I wasn't as impressed as maybe you were. Ravens, meanwhile, they were resting, relaxing, healing up, game planning. Seems like a lot of their coaches were interviewing for these head coaching jobs. Ravens, uh, week one of the season just totally dismantled the Texans. Texans have obviously gotten a lot better during the course of the year. They got this rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, doing great things. But uh, it's going to be a little, uh, it's going to be tough sledding in Baltimore against this Ravens defense. They can cover. It's what the Ravens secondary can do. Their defense really good against the pass. They do a good job of uh, disguising the coverage pre-snap to post-snap. Make it a little more difficult for C.J. Stroud. Texans defense, man, they're top-notch. Defensive line, front seven, really good. Think about this. Ravens at home in Baltimore. Todd Monken and Lamar Jackson, they're averaging 35 points a game. At home. In front of the home folks. Run first. You get the quarterback that can run with a football. Lamar also doing a good job scrambling and spinning it. You know he's going to be ready to go with a good game plan, too. You know, I like the Ravens uh, fresh and talented and well-coached. I like them in this game. It's a nine-point spread. We're going to pick this one coming up in a little bit. Then we got the late game on Saturday, 8-15 kickoff in Santa Clara. We got the Packers and 49ers. This is another one, uh, the one seed, uh, Ravens, nine-point favorites. 49ers, a nine-and-a-half point favorite in this game. They're the one seed in the NFC. Jordan Love, man, he's been the talk of the league. Top-rated quarterback since week 13. His performance level has been outstanding. They run the ball with Aaron Jones effectively. Look at this Niners defense, though. That that secondary is excellent. They don't blitz very much. They play coverage a lot. Rushing four and five, not giving up a lot of the big plays. That Niners front four is going to have to get some pressure on Mr. Love. Might be some rain in the forecast there in Santa Clara. I wonder how that will complicate things. LaFleur and Shanahan, ex-colleagues going at it in this one. You know, I like the Niners in this game. I am not going to pick it. I think that nine and a half is a lot. Green Bay playing uh, really good football right now. I think the Niners are going to win. 28-20, 30-21, something along those lines. 
which means they would not cover. I'm not so sure about that one. I'm going to leave that one alone. But I'm going to love watching that one. Two teams playing really well. Big-time coaches loving it. Can't wait to check it out. Sunday, 3 o'clock, Detroit. They're on fire, man. Ready for the Lions to do their thing. Buccaneers are showing up. Did you know the Buccaneers are 8-1 against the spread in road, road games this year? Does that make you want to bet on Tampa Bay? <laughs> Shaking your head no. I'll see you back there. DT. Yeah, it's a surprising stat, but I'm still not touching the Bucks. Lions won in Tampa earlier this season. They really dominated in that game. Uh, Mayfield's playing pretty well. Healed up a little bit. He was dinged up there at the end of the year. Goff. Really impressed with him. They got Tampa giving up a lot of big plays in the passing game. Goff excels throwing that ball down the field, and he's got that Jameer Gibbs to give the ball to. Man, he's making plays all over the field right now. Yes, sir. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this one in just a moment. Lions favored by six in the game. Then Sunday night, we've got the Chiefs and Bills. 6.30 kickoff in Buffalo. You know, I'm tired of hearing this week that thing about Mahomes' first road playoff game as if he's going to pee in his pants in Buffalo. Come on, man. This guy's played multiple Super Bowls, playing a ton of big games, including those against the Bills. The Chiefs and Bills have given us some big-time performances here against each other over the last handful of seasons. Played in Week 14, Bills won in Kansas City 20-17. to Had that crazy ending. Remember what happened? The Chiefs had that lateral. It went for the score, but then Tony was offsides. They brought the score back. Bill's able to get the win. Bill's coming in hot. They've won six in a row. Josh Allen and Joe Brady have been a great match. Speaking of the Bill's offense and Josh Allen and Joe Brady, they're facing the Chiefs defense that has held their last three opponents under 20 points. Under 20 points or less. Bills with some concerns in the secondary at safety and at linebacker. Keep an eye on that one. Bills favored by three in the game. And we'll make some picks of the week coming up here in a moment. Right now, though, Amanda is showing up. It's time to get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Amanda Swartz in the studio, our social media director. What do you think about the thick chain? I was going to say, it looks so good. It's shining all the way over here. It's my son's. I like it. I like it. He let you have it today? When I saw it, he was laying on his dresser in the bedroom. He wasn't going to wear it today. I said, I'm going to wear it today. Yeah, you should. We're going to break it out. Is yeah. It? Looking good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, you ready to roll here? Let's go. I am ready. Okay, ready? Number one, are you sold on the Chargers Harbaugh fit? Uh, You know, it just seems so odd. It really does. I mean, you got Harbaugh that is sort of an arrogant, eccentric kind of guy. You got the Chargers, that Spanos family. Dad has sort of turned the reins over to son. 
and they have been a little cheap through the years. I know Harbaugh's asking for about $20 million a year, so... It's been over a decade since the Chargers have hired a head coach that was looking for big money and that also was a big name. Normally they go with the lesser-known coaches that aren't asking for a lot of money. So that fit looks a little bit crazy to me. But I, I think in this circumstance, it would be smart of the Spanos family to get off the checkbook and pay this guy. Harbaugh's been really good with his quarterbacks, both in the NFL and in college. So Herbert would be a good fit with Harbaugh. Harbaugh would have some personnel power with no GM there. I, overall, I think it's a good fit. I just, you know, with the family and, and their decisions and the eccentric Harbaugh, I just that part of it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep, I agree. All right, number two, what do you make of Ryan Day and Bill O'Brien working together at Ohio State? Talk about an odd fit. That just seems really odd to me, too. You got Bill O'Brien, man. He is he is uh, one of those knucklehead coaches, you know. He, he, he's got his way or the highway, basically. And, look, he's, he's been a more physical style coordinator. And Ryan Day has is, is been more of a spread the field and let's, uh, let's throw this thing all over the field kind of guy. And I know Ryan Day wants to get a little more physical. He wants to get a little more tougher. Everybody's questioning whether the Buckeyes under Ryan Day are tough enough to win these big games, uh, to take down Michigan, win some of these college football playoff game so i think that part of it fits mm -hmm. but i just don't see bill o'brien coming in and running ryan day's offensive scheme so you know that's the big question for me with that mm -hmm. okay um number three when is the last time you've been duped by one of these fake social media posts <laughs> yeah and i've been known to get duped duped on some of these uh, we all have you know the last one was there was this parody account on uh, Jalen Milrow the Alabama quarterback mm -hmm. and you know it was basically saying Milrow's transferring uh -huh. out uh, with Saban retiring and so I tell my son this Braden and Braden says no I, I didn't see that one he says dad you might want to double check that and so I did, and I found out, okay, it was a fake account. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot. And I tell you what, I saw one last night that I knew immediately that this was fake. There was uh, this post on social media that, that said the Saints had found their new offensive coordinator, and it was going to be Arthur Smith. <laughs> and I thought, there's no way this is, this is the truth. This has got to be fake. Because the last time we saw Arthur Smith, he was he was up in Dennis Allen's face, the head coach with the New Orleans Saints, because the Saints piled on at the end of the game. They they got in that victory formation, and then Jameis Winston ran the, the running back in for a touchdown to pile on the Falcons. And, boy, Arthur Smith was hot. He came charging over there, got in Dennis Allen's face, and told him a thing or two. And I thought, there's no way. Arthur Smith, he might get another job, but it's not going to be with the Saints and it's not going to be on Dennis Allen's coaching staff. All right. Number... Do you ever get tricked? Oh, all the time. I have to double check myself. Yeah, I thought on I maybe page. was the only one. Yeah, no, it happens to me all the time. Okay, you got to check yourself. Okay, I feel better yourself. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, number four. 
Is there a fan base you're feeling sorry for right now? Well, like uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They lost another quarterback today. Roll down Tide. I mean, this guy just signed with Alabama. He's already on the way out. Uh, I'm feeling sorry for the Detroit Lion fan base. I ran across this doing some show prep. The average ticket price in Detroit for the Lions-Buccaneers playoff game this weekend is like almost $1,200. Wow. And this would be the highest divisional game ticket cost in NFL history. And it really shows the high demand with the fan base in Detroit. It's been like 30 years since they've been able to do what they're doing this year. So the Lion fan, uh, fan base is on fire. Ticket availability is at an all-time low. It might be their last opportunity to see the team this season. Uh, looking, you look at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas; those tickets are going on the secondary market for six to ten thousand dollars a piece. So it might be, you know, for these Lion fans, you might want to go ahead and invest in the twelve hundred dollars this weekend instead of trying to wait on the Super Bowl. Definitely. Save some money. All right. That's expensive. I wouldn't pay that kind of money to I get in. I wouldn't either. Mm-mm. All right. Number five. Who is the next Alabama star to hit the transfer portal? The next Alabama star to hit the transfer portal. Um, well, it, it could be Big Al, that mascot. And I mentioned it <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Jalen Milrow. Mm, that tweet's going to come to life. Look, uh, they brought in Ryan Grubb to be the offensive coordinator, is what DeBoer did, his coordinator at Washington, or UW, like the, the cool kids call it. And Ryan Grubb runs this offense that is full of quick reads, pinpoint accuracy they need out of their quarterback, really is based on short to intermediate throws. This is not Jalen Milrow's skill set. Mm. So I'm sure people are getting in Milrow's ear right now saying, look, you don't fit what what DeBoer and Grubb are looking for in a quarterback. So you might want to get the heck on out of there. Gone. Now, DeBoer has said that he's going to look at the personnel and then fit the scheme around the personnel like good coaches would do. If I was Milrow, I don't know if I could trust that. I mean, already there's talk about Will Rogers, who had uh, decided he was transferring out of Miss Mississippi State, where he was running that, that offense by uh, Mike Leach, and he was going to transfer to join uh, DeBoer and Grubb up in Washington, and then they got the Alabama jobs, and now uh, there's talk about Will Rogers now transferring to Alabama. So Milro better be paying attention. He might want to move on from Alabama. That's what I'm thinking. I agree. Post top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, good job with the social media department. Oh, thanks, Buck. Thanks, Amanda. We appreciate you. Of course, no problem. Great to have her in. Awesome. Let's get to that Bulldog beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, first time on 15 10, Get in there! Touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Well, I had Georgia number one in the Buck Balloon Show preseason top five yesterday. Amanda dropped that on social media yesterday. 
Bulldogs number one. There was a lot of people saying, Blue you, Homer. Well, as you look around, I think I'm not the only one picking the Bulldogs to be number one. I'm just saying. And one of the reasons why, and a reason why I think all Bulldog fans should be really excited about the upcoming year, one of the big reasons why I've got Georgia number one is this Georgia Bulldog passing attack. My goodness. Now, last season, they were number two in the SEC throwing the football. Number one was LSU. Number two was Georgia. Georgia number 11 overall in college football. Number 11. Passing for over 300 yards a game. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I believe they'll be one of the top. I believe they'll be a uh, top 10 passing team in college football this year. Really do. And the first reason why is because the quarterback, Carson Beck, is back in the saddle. Coming back, he's running it back. Number seven in total QBR in college football last season. I think he'll be a top three guy in 2024. Really uh, made a lot of good, quick decisions, protected the football. Here's a quarterback. Because of his stature, he's able to see the entire field and, and use the entire field. You saw Georgia throwing that football over the middle of the field a lot more than they did under Stetson Bennett. This guy's big time. Spinning it, those intermediate, the dig routes, those deeper crossing routes. Man, he steps up and spins that thing like nobody else in college football. So excited to see Carson back back in there this year. He'll be even better than he was a year ago. Dogs offensive line. Got to replace Van Pran at center. And I, I like what I've seen out of Jared Wilson. He's played 20 games coming in behind Van Pran as a backup. He's gotten some playing time. He's got 20 games experience, so he won't be overwhelmed. Uh, I, I talked uh, many times to Van Pran, the Bulldog center, over the last three years. And he totally endorses. He's very high on Jared Wilson stepping in and doing a great job. So I'm going to roll with that. I think they'll be fine at center. Now, they got three quality offensive guards. You got Ratledge, you got Micah Morris, you got Dylan Fairchild. So they're in really good shape at the offensive guard spot. You got three for two spots. And then offensive tackle, Green at left tackle. Man, he was awesome this year. First year starter taking on all these big-time pass rushers in the SEC. Green held up, baby. And I was really surprised, and I just didn't know enough about him, but Freeling, the freshman, got a little bit of playing time at right tackle later in the year. And I'll tell you what, I was so impressed with Freeling, who will be a sophomore. And I, I'm just anticipating he's going to win that right tackle job. Weapons galore at wide receiver. I mean, you got Lovett, you got Ra Ra Thomas, you got Dylan Bell, you got Arian Smith coming back. But it look, it's, uh, it's not just those four guys. I mean, look at what McClendon and Kirby did in the transfer portal. You got Michael Jackson coming in here from USC, the Trojans. I mean, Michael Jackson? He's going to be moonwalking out there after some of those big plays he's going to make. Uh, London Humphreys, the kid out of Vandy, scored against Georgia a year ago, has transferred in, and he looks, reminds me a little bit of Lad McConkey. I'm just saying. 
And then you got this kid out of Miami, the Hurricanes, uh, Colby Young, long, tall, drink of water. I mean, this guy's got some wingspan. Looking like an ex-wide receiver to me. Dude, there's seven guys right there that Carson Beck's going to be throwing the ball to. Love the number of quality weapons that George is going to have in 24. And then, look, I know I might be in the minority, but I am a, a big fan of the job that Mike Bobo does at Offensive Coordinator. Uh, game planning, play calling, doesn't get enough respect with the Bulldog Nation out there. I'm going to continue to brag on Bobo because he does an outstanding job. One of the finalists for the Assistant Coach of the Year Award this past year. So there are four reasons why to be excited about this Georgia passing attack. And one of the main reasons why I've got Georgia number one in my preseason top five. Thank you, Buck. That dropped yesterday. Coming back on the other side, got our picks of the week coming up. Stay tuned for that. You got the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. One, two, three, four. Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Nick and Chris getting warmed up in the bullpen. In fact, I believe Domino may have spent the night here last night. He was working on a podcast and the show. Domino, something else. I saw him over there talking with uh, Miss Schwartz earlier. So, yeah, he's always busy. Yeah, he's got some kind of podcast always thing going on. going on. Yeah, a little JB for you on a Friday morning. Hey, man, it's, uh, we dripped the faucets last night, so I was able to catch that shower this morning, if you were wondering. Thing froze up on me yesterday. But uh, today, no problem. Smartened up a little bit. It's coming back this weekend, Buck, so yeah, you're going to want to run yeah, those faucets. That's our PSA for everybody, run, drip those faucets this weekend. Drip those faucets. Cold man. tomorrow, man. Woo. I'll tell you. I'd... Good day to stay inside, watch some uh, football, maybe head to McRae's like like uh, like Adam was talking about. You know, a few years ago when I was being recruited, get up, get on up. I looked at some of these offers coming in from Big Ten country, and I thought there's no way I'd want to play football up there. Valdosta boy going to yeah, Madison, man, Wisconsin. I mean, I'm walking around barefooted <laughs> down in Valdosta, man. It, you were close to I Florida State. I can handle right? the heat, man. I'm a sissy in that cold weather. Is that why Bobby Bowden and Florida State <clears throat> may have been slightly appealing to you back in the day, right? Yeah, it was. It really was. Bobby was awesome, and I narrowed it down to Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida State. They were going to all let me play baseball. Although I, I wasn't quite sure that Johnny Majors was telling the truth. So it was really down to Florida State or Georgia. You go barefoot in Tallahassee, no problem. And it was really close to home. I mean, Valdosta is just like a driver in a three-wood down to Tallahassee. The only drawback there was 
And Bobby didn't talk about it, but Bobby had about 15 quarterbacks already on campus. Well, you didn't need to know about that part, Buck. We I just, knew about we just that part, you, man. I was researching you. this. Now. I knew exactly. <laughs> hey, good for you. What quarterbacks were on campus? Uh, Bobby had about fifteen of them, but uh, he was a great guy. I love Bobby Bowden. Sure, missing seeing uh, seeing him around. He and every time since then, when I bumped into Bobby Bowden, he'd give me a hard time about not coming down there and joining him at Florida State. Worked out okay. And for by you. the way, Mike Martin. A longtime baseball coach at Florida State is uh, in hospice right now. And, boy, my heart goes out to the Martin family, uh, the Florida State Seminole family. I got a chance to get to know Mike Martin through the years. Uh, Played against Mike Martin during uh, summer baseball uh, during my high school and college days. And I uh, really uh, respected the job he did as a baseball coach there at Florida State. So hard going out to that Martin family right now. I know it's got to be a tough time for him. Let's, uh, let's get to these picks of the week. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping the picks, baby? Seems like a lot of people gambling on these NFL games. Even the NFL players, it seems like, are betting on some of these games. All right, uh, first pick. I'm 30-21-1 on the season against the spread and feeling pretty good about that, 30-21-1. I think you nailed it. And we have, uh, during the season now, we were picking a lot of the games that the average fan was aware of. We We weren't doing like Central Michigan taking on Southwest Montana State. We weren't going over and under. Uh, we, we were just going with with the games of the week and using the gambling line. And that's what we were doing. So I'm feeling pretty good about that 30-21 and one thing. Three I'm going to take the uh, Ravens. I'll take the Baltimore Ravens over the Texans. I'll give up the nine and a half in this game. I think the Ravens uh, doing a great job defensively. Are going to slow down C.J. Stroud, as I mentioned earlier. A uh, good job of disguising coverage. They Monken and Lamar on offense, averaging 35 points a game at home during the regular season. They have taken a week off to rest and relax, and put together a really good game plan. Uh, they got Lamar Jackson going to be named the most valuable player of the league this year. Let's hear from John Harbaugh talking about Lamar and what he's been able to do. Lamar's always been my guy, you know, and our guy. We we believed in him from the beginning. We're, we're the one team that believed in him in the draft. Built our offense around him. We built a whole team around him. We said we are going to go in a direction that nobody's ever gone before. We said it was going to be a revolution football-wise, and it has been. People are running offenses now and plays now that they, had, they hadn't run before that. They hadn't even thought about running before that. People see football differently, Adam than they did in terms of my perception of what a quarterback plays like, acts like, looks like, whatever it might be. This is what I think a quarterback is defined. Now Lamar has moved it. Yeah, there's uh, Harbaugh talking to Adam Gillespie there earlier this week. Uh, Ravens, fresh, talented, well-coached. Got a young Texas team, uh, Texans team going on the road. I'll take the Ravens in a blowout. I've got them winning like 34 to 14 in this game, so I'll give up the nine and a half. 
I'm going to take the Bills. I'll give up three in that game. Bills coming in hot. They've won six in a row. Josh Allen has elevated his performance level under Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator and play caller. Uh, Look, I I think Mahomes, it's not a factor, him playing his first road playoff game. But Kansas City, uh, they've got holes all around Mahomes. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills and give up the three. I got him winning like 28-20, something along those lines. I'm going to go with Detroit. I'll give up the six against Tampa. Got uh, Goff hitting some big plays. You got Jameer Gibbs making all kind of plays. They're going to be more physical. You got that home field edge. I'll take the Lions and give up the six. And I'm going to leave that Packers 49, uh, 49ers game alone. So Ravens minus nine and a half. Bills minus three. Lions minus six. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, Nick and Chris coming up next. And I'm not sure that Nick will get the opportunity. So I'll go ahead and plug my podcast, Bucks Beat. We dropped episode 91 yesterday. A lot of talk about Alabama, Saban retiring, DeBoer taking over, all the exits that we've seen with the roster at Alabama. Cole Kubelik will join me, and you'll get to hear the full interview there. Uh, Falcons head coaching search. We'll talk about that. So check out Bucks Beat, episode 91. You can find that at thepodcastpark.com. It's going to do it for my show. We appreciate you listening 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Nick and Chris up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.